Monday, 3rd of July, 2023. Now the Lord spoke to Paul in the night by a vision. Do not be afraid, but speak and do not keep silent. Acts 18 verse 9. In the last verse, Paul spoke. People believed and then they were baptized. With that, it next says, Now the Lord spoke to Paul. This is something that has occurred and will continue to occur in Acts. Sometimes it is the Lord personally appearing and sometimes it is through a messenger. It has happened to others such as Stephen, Peter and Cornelius. At the time of his conversion in Acts 9, the Lord appeared to Paul. In Acts 16.9, Paul had a vision of a man from Macedonia calling for them to come and help them. Now it specifically says that the Lord spoke to Paul in the night. This is the same as the vision from the man of Macedonia. It was specifically recorded as being at night. Likewise, this time it is also by a vision, or more literally, through a vision. It can only be speculated just what is being conveyed here, but it is the same word used several times already in Acts. Strong's defines it as something gazed at, for example, a spectacle, especially supernatural." End quote. The Lord appeared to Paul in a recognizable way where he knew it was him. In his appearing, he then said, do not be afraid. The deduction is that the Lord said this because Paul was afraid and he needed to be assured that he would bring about the effect the Lord intended. This is answered in the next verse, do not be afraid for I am with you. The obvious question would be, afraid of what? The answer is addressed in the next words, where the Lord says, but speak. The word is a present imperative. It is a command to speak. Translations vary, but the intent is understood. Be speaking, continue speaking, speak out, etc. Paul may have thought that the converts he had were all that would come about, and from this point on, there will be little fruit. The city was pagan and filled with idolatry and immorality. He might have thought he was insufficient to the task of any further evangelization. However, the Lord is instructing him to speak. This is also answered in the next verse. Speak, for I have many people in this city. Paul is being reassured that his words will meet the Lord's intended effect. This appears to be what Paul is referring to in 1 Corinthians. And I, brethren, when I came to you, did not come with excellence of speech or of wisdom declaring to you the testimony of God. For I determined not to know anything among you except Jesus Christ and him crucified. I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. And my speech and my preaching were not with persuasive words of human wisdom, but in demonstration of the Spirit and of power that your faith should not be in the wisdom of men, but in the power of God. 1 Corinthians 2, 1-5 Paul admits his weakness, fear and trembling. He obviously felt insufficient to carry on the task set before him. He again admits that this is the case in his second letter to them, asking the question for all to consider. Now thanks be to God, who always leads us in triumph in Christ, and through us diffuses the fragrance of his knowledge in every place. For we are to God 
the fragrance of Christ among those who are being saved and among those who are perishing. To the one we are the aroma of death leading to death, and to the other the aroma of life leading to life. And who is sufficient for these things? For we are not, as so many, peddling the word of God, but as of sincerity, but as from God, we speak in the sight of God in Christ. 2 Corinthians 2, 14-17 In those words, Paul asks the question rhetorically as a way of showing the immense responsibility laid upon the one who shares the gospel message. It is a two-edged sword that will lead some to life and some to death. The words when transmitted will lead to either eternal life or eternal damnation. Who would take such a responsibility lightly? Who would even be willing to speak such words, knowing what the result could be? Paul implies here that it is the grace of God alone which enabled him to pronounce the eternal, destiny-deciding words. He felt insufficient, but the Lord bolstered his confidence with this night vision. Continuing his words, he says to Paul, And do not keep silent. Not only was he commanded to speak, but he is exhorted to not be silent. One can speak and then take a break, but the Lord tells Paul to do otherwise. He is to both speak and not stop speaking. His words will be effective and the Lord will be with him in the process. Life Application Today we do not need such a vision from the Lord. The Bible is complete. The trepidation Paul experienced is something that others may experience. A missionary goes off to Thailand, for example. Upon arrival, the question may be, how can I be effective in the task set before me? If that person has read the account of Paul in Acts, he will know that if the Lord is with him, exactly what is intended by him will come about. The very words recorded in Acts and the epistles are given to remind us that such fear is unfounded. It is because these things are recorded there that we should not expect visions from the Lord. He has sufficiently demonstrated that his plans are being worked out. Because we have the Bible, we can know that even in our insufficiency, the Lord's guiding hand is with us and it is fully sufficient to get the job done. Lord God, because we have your word, everything we need to proceed in life is documented and available to us. Nothing is lacking for us to accomplish what is set before us, except to read and know what the Word says. If we apply its contents to our own walk before you, we will be set for every challenge. Thank you for your precious Word. Amen. During the night, Paul had a vision. The Lord said to him, don't be afraid, continue talking to the people and don't be quiet. Acts 18 verse 9